0: Welcome to The Life Experience, a broadcast brought to you by Life Worship Center, where we're led by a dynamic duo, Bishop Denzel and Robin Rule. We are a church that lives in love, operates in integrity, walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned. There is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word.
1: Number one, real quickly, let's read the first declaration. Ready? Read. I will experience perpetual rain. Repeat after me. Say, rain for me is no longer a season. Rain for me is no longer a season. I need you to get that in your spirit. You ain't in no season of rain. You're about to experience perpetual rain. Perpetual is just a long way to say it. it ain't going to stop. That's what it means. It can keep on going, continuous, never ending, uh, uh, a flow of rain. Are you ready for that? Alright, so number one says, I'm about to experience perpetual rain, but understand that there are some agents of Baal whose assignment is to stop the rain from coming. Watch what your Bible says, we just read the text just now, that once he killed the prophet of Baal, then the rain came. You can't have them both. I said it last week. You can't, I say you can't, you can't, that means cannot. You can't have them both. You can't have the prophets of Baal and the rain. Pick one. And unfortunately, many of us are, are choosing the prophets of Bill, and wondering why you're in drought. You've got you to make a decision. We can go further in a little while. Number three, ready, read. I'm not going to allow any person or persons to own me. You, I am not for sale. I, I even ain't for hire. No, you can't, no one has the right to own me. Who, who got your papers? Who is it that's running your life? There's nobody on this planet that is that important, that powerful, that they can own you. Man. Number four. Ready, read. It's critical. There's nothing that you own that should be, have the authority to dictate to you. Because uh, <laughs> it's too easy. Don't allow your pet possessions to be Lord, to dictate to how you function in your life. Not only people, the next thing that can run your life is possessions. That you're so driven by things that things make you mean. Things can make you evil. I don't know if it's in the dictionary, but it's behemoth. Things can make you cantankerous. That in the dictionary? Yeah? It is. Oh, I, know. I thought it was behemoth. I know this one in there, wicked. <laughs> <laughs> things can make you wicked. So you have you cannot allow things to to become lord over you because then you're gonna start lording over people. When you're driven by things. Uh, number five, ready, read. This is important, and it's, it's a delicate balance here. I will not allow my ambitions to own me. We need to be driven by ambitions. We can't, We got to be going somewhere. We got to have plans and things that we're trying to accomplish. But we got to be careful that what you are going after doesn't consume you. It, that, that's. <laughs> For those of us that are driven, that like to accomplish, that like to get things done, we, can, we, are, we live on the line because we can very easily become so consumed with where we're trying to go and what we're trying to achieve that we forget those around us and they can consume us. So be very careful that even though we are to be ambitious, now I, I have a problem. This, this is a uh, kind of awkward thing to preach because, truth be told, the majority of us, our problem is we lack ambition. Mm -hmm. Um, if we had time I'd actually ask your neighbor what are you going after but don't ask them that not what do you want because we want a lot but we don't go after nothing that didn't go over too well number six ready read cannot allow your emotions Be Lord at some point, you gotta be able to tell you to shut up. You cannot allow you to run you because you ain't got no sense. You are flighty, you are impulsive, you does get in your feelings. So you cannot allow you to run you. I've learned this, I can't trust Denzel. Say so one more time, I can't trust Denzel. Denzel, that boy crazy. I've been living him for 40 years. It took me over 40 years to realize, don't trust Denzel. I always keep one eye on him. Even when I preach, I got to watch Denzel. I can't even trust him when I preach it. Because even when I preach, and Denzel will, for those who don't know, my name is Denzel. For, um, for, <laughs> even when I preach, and Denzel will show up and act the fool. So, I got to keep an eye on him. So, you got to watch your emotions because your emotions will try to dictate to how you live your life. Your emotions will keep you in bed. Your, oh God, your emotions will cause you to push valuable people out of your life. Understand this, emotions are crazy because emotions think everybody's concerned about your feelings. And not realizing that God would place some people in your life who could care less about how you feel, but they have what you need to go to your next place. Say it again. Uh, we, when you're driven by emotions, for you, everything is about feeling. So I will cut you off because you don't make me feel good. Not realizing that there are some people that God will place in your life that they're not there for your feelings. They're there to release a deposit into your life. And whether they offend you or not, it should not matter because you got to get what God has placed in them for you. There are some people, I don't care what they say to me. I can get what they got for me. I told you this story before. It was the last year. I think it was around about the same. How long have you been married, Barry? All right, two years ago, I'll never forget it's right after your wedding, right after Barry's wedding, I did his wedding ceremony, and I went to this pastor's conference. I walk into the pastor's conference, and uh, I didn't know this because I I just went to support the conference and wanted to see what he was dealing with, and so I get there, and a man is there that I truly, I I admire his ministry. I watch what he's done in ministry. He's done some great things. I didn't know he was going to be in town. Uh, He's there up on the mic. His name is Dr. Mike Freeman. I love me some Mike Freeman, man. He reminds me of me because he, he like take half an hour to crack a joke. It's Mike kind of man, you know? And so, so I get there and I see Pastor Mike on the mic stand. So I say to the people, when I walk to the door, I say to them, I'll stay in the back because it's a small room. It's a little training session, small room. I said, I'll stay in the back because I don't know if you notice, I'm kind of big. I don't maneuver well in small places. So they got tables and chairs set up. They got food set up. It's a small room. So I say, you know what? I can knock some corned beef over. I can turn something over. Let me sit in the back of the room so I don't cause no confusion with my big stuff. The ushers at the door say, no, Bishop, no, no. If we seat you in the back, we can get fussed out. We got to bring you forward. I said, listen to me. I can sit in the back. No, Bishop, you the Bishop, and I can't let it happen. If my pastor see me seat you in the back, he can rebuke me. I said, oh, Lord, okay. So here it is now. Dr. Mike is up teaching. It's a small room, and this usher trying to bring my big self in the front and so i'm walking up front i'm trying to be careful this man of god who i honor so much i want to receive from him and so i'm walking inside and he stops y'all disturbing me stop all this movement and everybody looking at me i i, I can't i can't i can't focus y- 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 y'all finish how much y'all doing how to finish And Denzel says to Denzel to look at Mike and say, Mike, <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> Who do you think you talking to? Number one, you in the Bahamas to it. You ain't up there. Use a gas, calm down. That's what's going through Denzel's mind, because you shabby in me, you shaming me, you dissing me, but you trying to embarrass me. You know what I did? I realized that Mike had what I needed. And with all that shame, and I, you, you can watch the whole room looking at you, you can feel him looking at you. Look, look at that fat bishop. And so I go there, finish pull up my chair, I try to be soft, it's still making noise. <laughs> So I said, forget him. He's pulling the whole thing out, making noise. And I sat there in the front row, and I pulled my iPad out. And as he spoke, I had, like, 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 just pages of notes that I took. Pages and pages of notes that I took. No offense. No getting mad because God didn't send him for my feelings. He sent him with an impartation for me. Barry was mad Barry well, mad but I left Barry and Michelle them where they want to be sitting at reception I left there because something in me says Denzel get to this conference there's something for you so how do I go there and miss what God has for me because of my feelings too many of us are being caught up in our feelings, getting caught up in offense, being caught up in our emotions, and are missing moments that you cannot recreate, because I don't know when I can have an audience like that with a Mike Freeman again, so close to him. He's sitting there, and I'm right here. Who knows when that moment will come again, and I would have squandered that moment because I was in my feelings. Get over yourself. Wow. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You gotta get over this has nothing to do with feelings. Get over it. You people are going to everybody in here to love you and to like you and to cuddle you and to cuddle you and to make you f- No man. Get what you need. Be so focused on what God has called you to do that it doesn't matter how you offend me, give me what you got for me. My mother always taught us in school. She says, listen, there's no such thing as a bad teacher. We could not go home and tell mommy we had a bad teacher. She didn't want to hear that. She says, that teacher has what you need. Get it. That teacher has what you need. Get it. Let me give you 30 seconds of parenting. You parents, stop feeding your children, talking about these teachers are bad. Stop that. Stop agreeing with your children that your teacher ain't no good. Don't you tell them that. Tell them, go there and learn and be quiet. But you in the house discussing how bad the teacher is with your children there, and no wonder why your children are being disrespectful to the teacher. Stop that. No, everybody clap. Everybody clap. Everybody, 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 everybody. Because I see that happening. And so these children function with disrespect for the teachers in the classroom because we have fed it. Um... I was, uh, persons we, were advising us who have gone to the school that Naya goes to, people tell us, nah, 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 you know, Bishop, you got a name, so tell them what class you want to Naya go in, because this teacher's a good teacher, that one ain't that good. Tell them you won't go in this. I don't do that. Whatever class you in, it is what it is. And you better learn and bring them A's. You I, I ain't going there trying to get my, te- my, my daughter in this person's class over this person's class because that one is a nice teacher, but that one ain't that nice type all that. No. My child's smart. And she's going to be focused and she's going to be disciplined and she's going to learn what she needs to learn from this teacher and she can get an A and move on. you talking good, Denzel. I will not allow my emotions to be Lord in my life. Number, th- number, number last one. I will not Sin against God. The, the concept there is, David says in Psalm 51, against the only have I sinned. Every sin that you commit is against God. If you are cognizant not to sin against God, you won't sin against anybody else. So make not sinning against God your focal point, and if that is your focal point, you'll be cool with everybody else. I got, I got a few minutes. Let me get this to you. Uh, Let's go into today's teaching, because the idea is, we told you, that while there is a a rain, there's an abundance, there's a favor of God that has been announced, has been declared for the month of May. We want to move from seasonal rain to perpetual rain. We want to move from seasonal rain to perpetual rain. And the Lord says to us that in order for us to make this transition, to be in a place of perpetual reign, we're going to have to make a decision between God and Baal. Verse 21 of 1 Kings 18. He says, how long halt ye between two opinions? How long are you going to be um, vacillating between God and Baal? You're going to have to make up your mind at some point. Now, what we said to you on last week was that Baal represents uh, anything that is Lord or owner in your life. Baal is not Any particular God, Baal is every God that has lordship or ownership in your life. Now, here's the wonderful thing about it. All of us are saved. All of us love God. But all of us have different Baals in our life. You cannot look at me and determine what my Baal is. And you can't watch me preach and assume I have no Baal. You can't watch Vera lead worship and assume, okay, one thing with her now, she ain't got no bail in her life. Listen to me. Everyone in this room has something that's fighting against God in their life. Every one of us has something that we're battling with. It may be an emotion, it may not, it may be a person, it may be a possession, maybe an ambition, but everyone in this room has something that we are tussling with, something that we are wrestling with. That there's God on this side and there is it on this side. Now, some of us have a few it's. Mm. Some of us, there's an it for every day. Depends on which day of the week it is, depending on which season it is, depending if it's Valentine. There's an it that goes with seasons. There's a Christmas it. There's a birthday it. A Valentine it. There is an... I broke it. There's an it that shows up only when I'm broke. There, there is an it that shows up when I'm lonely. Hmm. And that I really only need that it only when I'm lonely. I just need to get over that hump. And then once I get over that. <laughs> too loud, like Opal. I keep on telling you being so loud, you just call yourself out. Some of us got i I'm depressed it. For some, there, there is a I'm grieving it. So all of us have an it that we're fighting against, and we need to begin by being honest with that. Be honest with that. Listen, it's almost as though as you elevated God, there's an it working on you and waiting on you. And you would think that if I get closer to God, it'll drop off. That one will, but another one will show up. So there will always be this tussle. Watch this, man. The Bible says this in uh, 2 Corinthians 12, Paul was talking. Paul says, uh, for the weight of the revelation that I have, God has given me a thorn in the flesh. God, God has allowed, given access for some demonic force to buffet me or to be present in my life because of the weight of the revelation. And what, what he was saying, in other words, is because I'm anointed, I'm going through this fight. Say it again. Because I'm anointed, I'm going through this fight. You think your fight means that you're not anointed or not called of God. Your fight validates your call. That was pretty good just now your fight validates your call when you're not in a fight panic when you see everything lining up and there's no opposition panic in an earlier life when i um was was an engineer i found something out that we we hear this word and we don't like it we hear this word called friction but in my earlier life, when as a transportation engineer, I understand that the greatest friend to a vehicle is friction. Because friction allows for controlled movement. Where there is no friction, there is no control. Hence, the, the police, if they see you with bald tires, they pull you over. For your own good, because if your tires are smooth, that's less friction. And therefore, as you're riding on the road and there's some slickness or there's some, there's some grease or even some, some water, whatever the case is, you can lose control because you don't have traction with the road. And so why we think friction, and friction does act in opposition to movement, it is the opposition that gives you controlled movement. Friction is not designed to stop you from moving, it's designed to control your movement. If you would be honest, if you didn't have the friction, you would be out of control. Some of you are out of control right now. It is is friction that causes you to focus. It's friction that that zeroes you in on what you're dealing with. Because if there was no friction, you would be cruising. And when you cruise, you drift. When you cruise, you go off. Off the route that you should be on. So you need that friction. And watch this friction is your greatest friend whenever you are changing directions. So whenever, whenever subs out and denzel, whenever, whenever you are about to go to another place. It is friction, beloved. It is friction that keeps you, we say it in engineering, it keeps you in the curve. Friction keeps you in the curve, friction and super elevation, that's when you bank it up on the side, that keeps you in the curve, because without the friction, glory to God, you can go out the curve, and end up off the road, but the friction keeps you in, and locked in, and I'm talking to some people, that are about to change direction, some people that are about to shift, and go to another place, so please, whatever you do, stop crying about the friction, celebrate God, for the friction, because it is, come on Denzel, it is the friction, that is keeping you in line, for where God has taken you. Glory to God. Friction has been, it's been designed by God. Save your voice boy. Been designed, designed by God to keep you in the curve. Now, the thing about it is, is that when you're on a road with not much turns and much, not much change in directions, then you can kind of be okay, but if there's any sudden movement without friction, you in trouble. <laughs> God, if I had time, I'd, I'd work friction to pieces. Because what we, we found out, Brent, is that friction is a function of weight. The friction that you come against is proportionate to the weight that you carry. Say it one more time, friction is a function of weight. So, (laughs) although, stand up Werner, although me and Werner stand up on the same carpet, and uh, let's say we, my shoes are cheaper than his, we get on the same kind of shoes. There is more friction Acting against me, then there's friction acting against him. Although we're on the same ground, same carpet, same environment, same gravity, same everything else, but the one thing that changes the friction between him and I is the fact that I carry more weight. So then, thank you, bro. So then, here's the problem the problem is you come to church and celebrate. The anointing, the assignment, the blessing, the grace, the favor on your life. But when the friction that is commensurate with the blessing, the favor, the anointing on your life acts against you, then you start crying and complaining. You gotta pick one. If you want less friction, you gotta lighten up. And I am not prepared to lighten up, boo, so I got to go through this friction. I will not, oh man, what God has called for me to carry, I'm not going to lighten up. I'm not backing up on what God has called me to do, and so I just got to make up my mind, bro, this is going to be a rough ride. See? I would say all the big people say, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those of y'all who are 170 and down, y'all can't appreciate this word. The glory to God. But there's some of us who 220 and up, listen to me. We know how friction feels. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We know how it feels 220. When you get on the treadmill, friction is different. Friction is different. The treadmill going at 3.2, but it feels different when you're at 320 pounds. it, it, it going the same way, but you're working a whole Lord, how the glory to God because of the weight that you carry. You are too heavy to be complaining about friction. You are too heavy to be complaining about friction. I've been built for this. I've been built for the friction that I'm seeing. I've been designed for this. It is necessary for the assignment on my life.
0: So I cannot have an easy road. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. Our Sunday morning worship service begins at 9.30 a.m. And our Tuesday night Bible study begins at 6 p.m. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.